Hi, I'm Jenny Friedman. And I'm Brett Thornhill. And this is Technicolor Mindset. Hey, Brett. Hey, Jenny. How's it going? Great. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's good to be with you again and good to have everyone here with us. Absolutely. What are we going to talk about today? Well, we came up with a whole bunch of possible topics. <laughs> it's kind of funny because we were kind of brainstorming topics and then we got to the end of this big long list and I said, I forgot some of the ones that you mentioned. <laughs> and so we decided that we would talk about memory. <laughs> there you go. Memory. <laughs> and forgetfulness. So I always say that working memory is probably one of the most profound difficulties that come along with ADHD. And it results in so many other challenges. I mean, it's not just remembering what you have to do when you have to do it and all that stuff, but working memory actually works its way into a lot of other areas that are not overtly related, but end up being related. Well, well like when someone's talking to you and telling you a bunch of stuff and then right. you're not holding all of that because in order to make room for the last thing they said, you got to sort of ditch the first thing they said. Right. So therefore, it plays a role in conversational difficulty. Mm -hmm. It plays a role in overwhelm. Yeah. Because a big part of overwhelm is trying to remember everything you have to do and try to keep track of everything and keep it all there. It plays a role in emotional self-regulation because not being able to remember things as you go through the day causes anxiety and anxiety causes sometimes emotional outbursts, uh, you know, of some sort, whether it's anger, whether it's sadness, whether it's, you know, withdrawal, that kind of thing. So working memory really is at the core of a lot of the issues around ADHD, I think. What do you think? Well, it certainly is one that a lot of people complain about mm. because uh, either they are frustrated that they forgot something yeah. or someone else is very frustrated with them. Yeah. Yeah. That they forgot something. Right. And this goes from the very, very practical, like I can't remember where I put my keys, to much deeper issues, which can lead to that anxiety that I spoke about, you know, like emotional self-regulation and that sort of thing and, and overwhelm, which can lead to much more significant issues. So like when people are, let's say you're on a health, like a health kick, right? Like you're getting healthy, you're going to the gym, you're, you know, eating and stuff and it's new and it's exciting and you're sort of all over it. And then as time goes on, it loses its luster. And also you sort of forget. You know, I've had people say, including my daughter actually, and clients before as well say, it's not that I don't know what to do, it's that I forget to remember it. Right, so you're not ignited from the novelty anymore and mm -hmm. you're sort of like, slumping back into some older routine or something maybe and you and you literally go oh i forgot to walk i meant to walk today i forgot to do that it was in my head but then it just yeah. wasn't in my head anymore yeah so probably this oversimplifies it but to make one broad statement about memory and one broad kind of at least foundational strategy for tackling memory issues is to externalize oh for sure to not rely on your working memory as a tool that you can use reliably. So externalize as much as you possibly can. Get things out of, I always say, you know, get things out of your RAM, put them in your hard drive, whatever form your hard drive happens to take. And it can be a list, it can be a book, it can be your phone, it can be anything. But you need to externalize things. We need to use prompts and reminders all the time. And, and sometimes people have a real problem with that and they struggle with this because they feel like, I'm an adult. 
I shouldn't have to put a post-it note to remind me to turn exactly. off the That's the biggest problem. It's not that they don't know to do that. Yeah. It's that they feel shame around doing yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. So I should be responsible enough to remember this on my own. I shouldn't need these prompts. What do you mean I've got to put post-it notes in place? Put up a reminder to... Water the plants? Well, every <laughs> plant in my house would die if depended on me to water it. Yeah, that's, that, you know, that's an example. But people want to feel as though they're whole and they don't have these lapses or they don't have these issues in their life, the things that most people take for granted. And there's shame. Yeah, there's shame and there's... A little kind denial. Of, yeah, a lot of denial. Exactly. So externalizing things, getting it out of your head. Once you accept the fact that, you know what, my working memory is like just does not have the capacity of a, for lack of a better word, neurotypical individual. I hate that word. But if you can accept that, if you can learn how to accept that, again, this is a case where acceptance is not about resignation. You don't sit back and say, oh, well, I accept that. So therefore, I just don't remember things. Acceptance in this case is a tool of empowerment. I accept that I have to find other ways to remember things. I have to externalize my working memory. I have to prompt myself more often. So if I start to accept that, then I can actually start to impart strategies, which will help me get by. You know, if you think about some people like me, slowly <laughs> over time, I find that my working memory, you know, is a little shot. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? It's just, it's where I'm at now. Is it because I have too much going on and, you know, I have a lot of things going on. So what, I hear people, it's, well, we have busy lives. It doesn't really matter why. It, it, that's what, if you can just yeah. say yourself, this is just how it is. Right. Have like sort of a graceful acceptance. This is how it is. So guess what? I better put this in my phone. That's why I say me. I mean, you don't have to put it in your phone, but I better put it somewhere because sticking in my brain is not going to like bring it up automatically. And I know that. And I, I have to be okay with that because it just is how it is. Yeah. Exactly. It, it gives you, if you can figure out a strategy that works for you for recording things and not requiring yourself a strategy that helps you not need to remember as much crap, then there's an incredible sense of calm and safety that can come with that. So there was a time when I'd go to work and Friday would come and I'd go home and I'd go back in on Monday and I'd be like, what the hell was I doing on Friday? Right. But God forbid you go on vacation, you come back and it's like you're four or five days before you get back to normal because you can't remember where you were. It's like, I've got to learn everything all over again. Right. So when I started externalizing so many of the things that I had on my mind before I left, so I, I adopted the whole think it, ink it, you know, when you think it, ink it kind of uh, approach. That's not original. I, I like that. I don't know that I've heard that. If borrowed, I have, I've forgotten. <laughs> borrowed slash stole it from somebody else. I feel like I've heard it, but I, yeah. I think I, I've said it before. But it's a great tool because you then relieve the pressure to have to hold on to that in your memory. You free up space for other items that you may have no choice but to remember. And you can go away for the weekend and you don't have to think about a thing. And when you come back on Monday morning, everything is there for you because you've written it down or you've found some way to store it. So all you need to do is refer back to your storage device, whatever that happens to be. Mm -hmm. And it's there for you. Yeah. So that's, I guess the big tip is figure out your favorite way to, yeah, ink it. Yeah. Cause ink it doesn't have to mean write it down. It can. Right. But the point is, it, I mean, that's just a tool to help you remember to do it is to say when you think it, ink it. But inking it can be anything. It can be storing it in your phone. It can be writing it in a book. It can be writing it on a post-it note. 
It can be putting, uh, um, you know, there are all kinds of little tricks for memory. I, if I get a prompt, I have an alarm set on my phone to go off at three o'clock in the afternoon to remind me to take my pill, my medication. So there are times when it goes off and it's not convenient for me to take my medication. So I will usually do something as a reminder so that when it is convenient, I'll remember to take it. So sometimes I'll take my watch off my left wrist and I'll put it on my right wrist. I'll take my wedding ring off my left hand, I'll put it on my right hand. I will sometimes take, you know, if I'm with a client and the alarm goes off, I'm not gonna take my medication then, but I'll take the pill case out of my pocket and I'll lay it on top of my phone. So if we can create some level of disruption or some form of disruption that's gonna make us think when we're finished, whatever it was we were doing, that's gonna make us go, mm, what's that doing there? That's all we need. So get innovative and get creative about these different ways of reminding yourself of something. Like just put something out of place. We're all creatures of habit. So take something that normally, my phone is always in my right-hand pocket. So sometimes if I'm trying to remember something, I'll take it and I'll put it in my left-hand pocket. Once I find it in my left-hand pocket, it'll come back to me what it was I was trying to remember. Oh, you're so clever. You know, those kinds of things. But you can do it with anything. You just cause some form of disruption that you're not going to be able to, to ignore. You know, it's funny. I think what? I may have mentioned this on this program before. I'm not sure. Uh, when I was a kid and I'd watch Sesame Street, I remember one particular sketch with Bert and Ernie. And Ernie kept forgetting things. And Bert told him to tie a string to his finger. And he would remember it. And I remember being a kid and thinking... How's he going to remember what to do by tying a string to his finger? Like he had to remember to get groceries or pick up something at the store. And I'm right. thinking, it's not written on the string. Right. So, he, it, you know, if it's not written on the string, then how's he going to remember that he has to go to the store? I didn't get the whole idea of you cause a disruption that looks down and it just prompts a thought. Oh, yeah, right. That's what I had to remember. Right. He's going to go, what's this string doing on my right, finger? Right, exactly. So I, I, maybe it's because my, my memory was so bad that I would actually think to myself as a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old or whatever, it's like... <laughs> But if I tie the string to my finger, I'm going to look at it. And I'm going to go, what the hell is the string doing on my finger? I don't remember. <laughs> what was the thing I'm supposed to remember? Well, people do do that. They don't remember the thing they were supposed to remember. Like, right. have you ever put somewhere where you go, this, I'm putting it here. Oh, my because God. Because this is the place where I for sure won't. Yeah. For, it's such a strange, great place. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely remember it here. Oh, yeah. And then it is gone. You will never see it again for the rest of your days. That's it. When you do that. The more purposeful I was for so long, the more, and even now sometimes, less now, but the more purposeful I was in being what I thought was logical about where I was putting somewhere and that this is obvious, this is going to be the first place I'm going to look for this. Right. The more I became certain that I would never see it again. <laughs> I have no idea why that happened, but I've mentioned it to other people. You sure you don't have ADHD, Jenny? Sometimes I wonder. <laughs> yeah, and that's so frustrating because you're, you're trying to get back in that frame of mind. You're going, well, where? it was logical at the time. Yeah, it, it was so logical. What would, I, what would I have been thinking? Right. I would have been thinking. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, you know, the other thing about memory is keep a sense of humor. You know, I know that it can be incredibly frustrating. It leads to a lot of challenges. It, it leads to a lot of issues, a lot of problems. It leads to problems with family. It leads to problems with friends. It can lead to problems in relationships with your wife, your spouse, whatever. But there's nothing that can't be made at least a little bit better by keeping your sense of humor. Well, that's what I was saying. So number one is find a way to ink it, right? Yeah, yeah. And then number two is don't have any negative feelings wrapped around this process. Yeah. This is what it is. Yeah. We're so not robots. It, right. It's okay. 
So acceptance, again, acceptance not as a form of resignation, but acceptance as a form of empowerment. Acceptance as a way to cope and get through this and therefore develop strategies that you might otherwise not feel should be warranted. Like stop shooting yourself. I shouldn't need to put that post-it note up there to remind me to do this. I should just remember to do that. Hey, look, maybe I shouldn't remember. I shouldn't need to set my phone alarm to remind me to take a pill in the afternoon, but I do. Well, you can also tell yourself, and I shouldn't say shouldn't anymore. Yeah, no, I, I keep a sense of humor and realize that these are just tools and there's nothing to be ashamed of. There's no shame in finding strategies that will help you accept those strategies, use them, don't judge them. And while memory is probably, and working memory and memory issues are probably at the crux and the core of so many of our ADHD issues, as a result of that, accepting that and starting to find strategies that deal with memory issues can be at the core of managing our ADHD as well. That was like a tongue twister. What? The fact that <laughs> memory is at the core of so many of our ADHD issues and challenges right. also means that developing strategies to deal with memory issues can also be foundational and at the core of successfully managing your ADHD. Oh, okay. So because this is the, the baseline problem, right? it's it, also the baseline solution. It can be. Gotcha. Exactly. And open your mind because a lot of the things, if you stop and, you're, and you think about it, a lot of things that don't necessarily seem related to memory, they may have a relationship to memory, mm -hmm. your working memory. Uh, Russell Barkley talks a little bit about this, how the huge role that working memory plays in so many other seemingly unrelated challenges of ADHD. Right. So it yeah, does, it has to one. do with like how you go about like even like cooking or cleaning yeah. or doing things, how you organize and stuff, because there's only so much you hold in your mind. And like I said, if you're full up, something slips out. Yeah. You may or like, may not catch that. Right. I may say I'm a lousy cook and I don't follow recipes very well and I'm not organized enough and I have too many things on the go at once. And I, there's all kinds of reasons why I may determine that I'm not good in the kitchen. One of the main reasons I'm not good in the kitchen is because following a recipe for me is very difficult because I look at it. There are several steps and I just have to spend so much time walking back and forth between what I'm doing and the recipe. And I think I have it and I put it in my head and I repeat it and then I go over and I do one thing and I go, what was the second thing? And so I have to go back. Mm -hmm. you know right and and the more the more stuff i have kicking around in my mind the worse it gets so the other thing that i've learned to do is and this is a form of acceptance and it also takes acceptance on the part of my wife is there are times when she's telling me something and i tell her up front hun you know what i got a lot of stuff in my mind right now and there's just no way i'm going to remember what you're telling me so if i know that up front she's not going to have the frustration of because this happens as well you know, the next day she mentioned something and I go, what, when did that happen? And she go, we had a conversation about this yesterday, but I, I didn't retain it. So now I've gotten better at telling her up front, you know what? I'm not going to retain that right now. Hold on to it and tell me later on. I need to, I need to do a bit of a brain dump first. Right. When and I do brain the brain dump, do help. Yeah. When I do the brain dump, we can come back to this conversation, then I'll retain it. Right. But I mean, if I was ashamed to say that, then there would be an argument. Right. But because I'm not ashamed to say that to her, we can avoid the argument. It's brilliant. You know, so yeah, just give yourself a break. I love you sharing that because I think people hearing that is like, oh, cool. Well, if he can do it, then why can't I? Right. You know, hey, I mean, it's, you'd be surprised. So many, and this is a little off topic, but 
I have so many people tell me my spouse doesn't understand my ADHD. And then I ask them, what's your role in that? And that's probably another episode. I, yeah. I, you know, I think it is. Um, but we have a role to play there. I think that is another episode. Absolutely. We're going to talk about that later. Okay. Sounds okay. good. All right. Yeah. So join us in the Facebook group and tell us where some of your memory challenges may present themselves. If you got a funny story about something you forgot that you should have remembered or anything like that, tell us that as well. Right. Um, or you can join us and, and come on the show and tell us. You can do that. You can, right. You Just can reach start. out and let us know that you want to be on the show. Go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Technicolor Mindset and say, hey, Jenny and Brett, I want to come on your show and tell you, tell you something. And we'd love to have you. Absolutely. All right, Jenny, you take care of yourself. I'm going to talk to you again real soon. Thank you. Thank you. Have and a great everyone, day. Everyone out there, take care of yourselves and we'll be back again in no time. Cheers. Bye. Bye.